Hey everybody and welcome to Auto Amateur. This podcast supports my YouTube channel by the same name. My name is James and I've been running a YouTube channel called Auto Amateur for a couple of years now. I'm a car enthusiast, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. Cars and making videos and now making podcasts is very much a pastime. For those that already know me online or in person, I hope you're going to find this an interesting and fun extension to my uh, my YouTube content. To those who don't know me, uh, and maybe you're just podcast listeners and you're, you're not YouTubers, if you're interested in cars, if you're interested in listening but also uh, interacting, I really enjoy the dialogue and the back and forth that I have with my subscribers and uh, people who either uh, watch my videos or follow my blog at uh, autoamateur.com. This is the very first in a series of Auto Amateur podcasts, um, so I'm really excited to get this going and I hope you enjoy listening to them. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is James. I live in Minnesota in USA, which is basically as central and as north as you can get in the country before we start invading Canada. But you may recognize uh, my accent is not potentially very American, even though I'm sounding more and more American every day, uh, my family tell me. Uh, I'm originally from Liverpool, England. I've been in the US for about 10 years and uh, I now call the frozen Arctic tundra, which is uh, south of Minneapolis, Minnesota, my home. I've been running this auto amateur YouTube channel for a couple of years now, and uh, I really enjoy making videos. It's become my sort of favorite pastime. I have uh, two small children, uh, Luke and Adam. Uh, Luke is nearly three years old, and uh, my youngest is about 18 months old, Adam. I actually started the YouTube channel a couple of months before Luke arrived, so I guess it's uh, I guess it's going on three years now. The reason I started it was because I was just basically getting anxious and bored, I think, uh, waiting for my uh, my first child to arrive. And if you live in the Midwest of the United States or Canada, you'll know that in the winter it can get a little long and uh, cold and boring, and <laughs> everybody has to have a hobby, so. I figured, you know, I need a hobby as well. I don't really fancy uh, ice fishing very much. I've done ice skating a handful of times, and the last time I tried it, I was in trying to impress a girl and uh, broke my arm, <laughs> which was, uh, you know, pretty sad. So here I am making videos and uh, and now making podcasts. So in this first podcast, I'm going to answer some of the questions that I get asked the most frequently through my YouTube channel and through my blog at autoamateur.com. Um, and I think and I hope through answering these questions, I'm going to sort of set the stage for this podcast, why I'm doing it and uh, what you can hope to get from it if you subscribe and listen to future episodes. So the first one is, uh, and these aren't in any particular order, but it, it sort of helps to tell a story by, I guess, starting here. How did a, an English person from Liverpool end up in Minnesota? Well, it's all started about 10 years ago. A job brought me to New York City. Um, I work in a very specific industry, um, quite a niche sector. And uh, New York City was where this contract was that brought me, brought me over there. Originally for about 18 months, but during that period, I met my wife, Ruthie. And we, you know got on match.com this was like sort of 2009 time and uh we met we hung out we dated and you know a couple of years later we were married 
but we were in New York probably for about four or five years before realizing that, you know, this probably wasn't the best place to raise a family um, unless you're, you know, super rich or you don't mind lugging a stroller up and down the subway. That's not to say people shouldn't raise families in New York City. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic city. Um, but it, it really just wasn't for us. And we, we also had two dogs and it just it just it just wasn't going to work for us. Uh, so we had a couple of choices, you know, do we move outside of the city? Do we go back to where I came from and grew up in Liverpool, uh, where a lot of my family still is? Uh, or do we go to the Midwest where my wife's family was? And we visited it a couple of times while we were dating and I really loved it here and I still do. So, uh, we decided on, on Minnesota and fortunately for my job, it's kind of in the middle of the country. So even though it's in the very Northern you know, part of the middle of the country. There's a great airport here. My job takes me all over the country. So it's really nice to be two, three hours away from any city um, and not having to do coast to coast and a lot of red eyes like I was doing while we were living in New York. Uh, so it's, it's worked out really well for us. But that's how I've ended up here. And I think, I think I'll probably stay here um, as much as uh, or as long as my wife and kids want to live here, it, there's a great quality of life. You know, housing is affordable. Um, you know, life and groceries and culture, all of that good stuff. We have a ton of lakes here. It's the the land of ten thousand lakes, I think, is what's on the number plate. Um, but there are probably more than that. There is biking. There are trees. There are outdoor activities. There are loads of things to do. There's theater, movies. I mean, all the things you'd expect from a pretty cosmopolitan city. So this is where we are in Minnesota. I'm here for good. And uh, up until recently, uh, the only thing that really bummed me out about living here was that I couldn't drive my 911 through the, uh, the five or sometimes even six months of snow we have. And I've been owning 911s now for nearly four years. This is the first year that I've put winter tires on and I'm out driving. And it's probably because... Well, I don't know why, why I didn't drive it previously. I just thought a rear-wheel drive car... Summer tires. Do I want to spend money on winter tires? Well, this year I've gone for it, and it's it's absolutely amazing. I'm really enjoying uh, driving in the snow. So that brings me on to question number two. Why did I start making YouTube videos? Well, I've been watching YouTube ever since it was launched, and to me there are kind of three type of YouTubers. There are people who just want to watch. Uh, there are people who are desperately trying to make money from YouTube, um, whether it's a company or it's... Uh, you know, uh, an amateur like me at home trying to create a brand, or you're a DIYer. And, and I'm definitely a DIYer. I look for, you know, instructions for how to fit plugs or change light bulbs or I don't know, whatever it is. Um, if I can save myself a hundred bucks from calling somebody out to, you know, spend five minutes fixing something that's relatively simple, I'll do it. So when I bought my first Porsche 911, um, just over, or just around sort of four years ago, I guess. It was 2002 um, Carrera 996. It was the second gen 996 Carrera 4. I took it in to get an oil change. Uh, and instead of spending 50 bucks uh, like I do, or I did when I took my Jeep into the dealership to get the oil change, Porsche Minneapolis charged me like 150 or 175, whatever it was. I guess, you know, that's fair game for a car like a Porsche. But I thought, well, that's quite a lot more expensive. I bet you I could probably do it a lot cheaper myself. So I was looking around on YouTube and um, what do you know? There are a couple of videos, how to do an oil change on a 996. And it was pretty straightforward. So I gave it a go. 
And at the same time, uh, maybe a couple of months previous as I was looking to buy the 996, I was on YouTube looking for people who were in the market for uh, 911s and whether they had any advice and you know which ones to go for or not. At that point, I didn't really know too much about the, the differences between the generations. Um, I knew what I could afford and what I couldn't, but you know, could I buy a 993 or a 996, a first generation, a second generation, or a 997? I, I did quite a bit of research. And uh, I came across a channel called Quentin TV, a guy driving at the time. Uh, he's now into Vipers. He had a first generation 996 that he would drive around, have a GoPro stuck to the outside of his car, and he would, you know, he'd either talk about his job or he'd talk about um, driving. You know, the, I think the first video I found of his was the five things that he loved about his 996, and then he did five things he didn't like about his 996. So I would reply, I'd ask him questions. Uh, he was kind enough to reply. So I kind of had this, um, you know, sort of very minor sort of rapport going with this guy. Since then, um, you know, I would say we are YouTube friends. And Q, if you're listening, you're a buddy of mine. <laughs> um, you know, we, we've exchanged lots of uh, comments on each other's videos over the years. But yeah, he was very kind to reply. And uh, I, I told him, like, you know, I'm going to California. I'm going to pick up my 996. And he was like, you've got to make a video. you got to send me, you know, a video of this car. Um, I suppose it was too easy for me to just, uh, you know, email him a video or whatever it was so I did I thought yeah okay that sounds pretty cool I guess uh you know I've got an iPhone I can at least shoot something but I went ahead and bought myself a uh, a GoPro it was in fact it was a knockoff GoPro from China it looked like a GoPro but it, it wasn't a GoPro um, and all the instructions were in Chinese <laughs> it was like a fraction of the price it was it was pretty good you can see the the difference in quality from my earlier videos to the videos I make now where I have a real GoPro um, but I made a couple of videos and uh, you know shot him a note on his YouTube channel and said hey Q uh, you know I've got a video live and uh, he would comment and then you know I'd sort of like go quiet for a couple of weeks and he'd be back on my channel being like hey where's the next video come on where's the next video so I guess Quentin TV was one of the uh the main reasons I kept on going, I guess. And it sort of snowballed from there. I now, you know, really enjoy it. It's one of my favorite pastimes. I, uh, I really enjoy the process. I, I like thinking about the video I'm going to make, shooting the video, which I often do all by myself. Um, it's a lot of fun as well. You know, the stationary shots, if I'm working on the car, trying to put the camera in interesting positions, you know, that's going to make a DIY video a little bit more useful. Or when I'm driving, this year I've introduced the drone, and that's really... Uh, I feel like I've really tried to up my game. The drone makes my uh, my videos interesting, I think, and I, I enjoy that. And then editing it all together and publishing it, um, it's a lot of fun. But now my channel's got to uh, the point where, even though you know you look at YouTubers like Nick Murray and he has 150 plus thousand subscribers, and he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments on all of his videos, I've got to the point where I have about 3,000 followers. And what's nice about that number is that uh, I can post a video like I did this afternoon. And by the time I've put the kids to bed in the evening, um, I sit back and look at my phone. I've probably got, you know, maybe 20, 25 comments um, of people either, you know, saying they like the video or making suggestions about what I could do next time. Every once in a while, I'll get somebody that makes... Uh, sarcastic comment or what have you anyway all of the comments are really funny to respond to or very enjoyable to respond to so that's the other part of it I really enjoy the backwards and forwards with like-minded car enthusiasts or DIY enthusiasts or garage enthusiasts being out here from another country 
in a foreign country, even though I'm now technically American, I didn't have a lot of friends. You know, my, my, my friends here in the Twin Cities for a long time were just my wives. Through, um, through my channel, I've made friends locally here in, in Minnesota and around the world. And it's really, really cool, whether it's, you know, responding in the comments below a video or email um, or whatever. It's really cool sharing uh, this kind of journey and experience with people listening, people watching. The third question I get asked a lot, why a Porsche 911 or a Porsche 911? I still haven't figured out how I want to say that, but I generally say Porsche. Uh, but yeah, why a Porsche 911? Well, a couple of reasons. One, it's just elegant. I like the silhouette. I like how it looks. It's sleek. It's simple. It's not over the top. It's not really, you know, garish and too in your face. It's like that watch that you you might occasionally notice on somebody's wrist that might look like any other watch, and then you realize, wow, actually, that's a pretty expensive, pretty refined watch. Or somebody's coat or, you know, what, what, whatever it is. You don't automatically look at it and think, you know, there's a $100,000 car or a $200,000 car if you're driving one of the GT ones around fully loaded with options, you know, whatever it is. You see a Lamborghini and a million miles away, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you necessarily have a, a lot of preconceived notions of the person driving the car and why they bought the car, but you, you see it coming a million miles away and it's, it's very unique and it's, it, to me, it's, it's just a bit over the top and too in your face. I'm not saying, you know, I dislike Lambos, but the, the thing I always liked about the Porsche was that you just, you didn't always see it coming. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not in your face. Another reason, you know, the performance, the quality, of course, all of those things. I think the first time I was aware of the Porsche 911 was when my younger brother actually had a toy car when we were both like kids growing up in the 80s. And uh, he loved that thing. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And then we saw Bad Boys in what was 1994, I guess, something like that when it came out, maybe 93. And Will Smith was driving, um, I think it was a, it might have actually been a 964 instead of a 993. Um, but it was black, it had the whale tail on the back, it was the turbo, I think. It was just so cool. And Will Smith was awesome in that movie. I mean, yeah, okay, he, he did Independence Day and, and that sort of made him. But to me, Bad Boys is the movie that made Will Smith. That was the first time I thought, he's not just the Fresh Prince. You know, he's a movie star. He's an action hero. He was pretty cool in that movie. And so I guess, you know, that was probably the start of my, uh, my Porsche 911 kind of passion. But yeah, it's, it's something that I've loved pretty much throughout my life, right back into childhood. I would definitely say I feel like I'm driving my dream car right now. Uh, but, but that's why the Porsche 911 for me. Now, the, the other question I get, and the, the last question, um, is why the base 911? Now, the obvious answer is because it's the cheapest. But it's because I can do things with it. So, there, you know, this is my third 911 now in three or four years. Carrera 4, well, the 996 Carrera 4, the 997 Carrera 2, and now the 991 Carrera 2. As I was looking for those cars, 
also in my price range was the Carrera S and the Carrera 4S. I wouldn't say the GTS is necessarily in my price range and the GT3 and GT2s. If I win the lottery one day, maybe. But I like tinkering with cars. I like sort of adding things, taking them away, refining them, styling them. I mean, if money was no object, I would order myself a brand new Porsche 911 Turbo, the 991.2, and I would refine it. You know, I would configure it all down to the stitching in the seats, the color of the wheels, trim. I love the idea of being able to make something truly my own. Um, now, in the absence of I think $85,000, which was the price tag, the last time I uh, <laughs> tuned up a, a turbo on Porsche.com, I can get myself a Carrera or a Carrera S and put a little bit of money into it and still make it my own. So if you watch my YouTube channel and uh, you followed along with the 997, I put the aero kit on, um, I put decals on the side of the door, I put a decal over the top, I put a new head unit in on the inside, uh, I put the nicer GTS steering wheel in, I changed out the wheels, uh, put bigger rims on, different rims, powder coated the rims. I really felt like I made that 997 my own and I really miss it. Now I've had the 991 just since the summer, but I've already started doing that myself. And it's money that I would have potentially spent if I'd have gone for the S or I'd gone for the 4S. And I think right there a lot of people say they'd rather spend the money on a faster car and a car that performs better. And I, you know, I don't disagree. If I could do both, if I could buy the S or the 4S and also then put another five or ten grand in options on it, then I probably would. But, you know, I have kids to put through college and uh, I only earn so much money, so that's not me. But it's it's really nice being able to spend some of my time, you know, putting a $500 option in or putting in a couple of hundred dollars on this particular feature or that particular feature, planning it, researching it, looking at all of the different options, um, the color choices, the styles. doesn't matter whether it's um, a steering wheel or a piece of exterior trim uh, or brake pads or the exhaust uh, or the head unit. You know, all of those, there are options. There are different types to choose from. Porsche OEM to several different aftermarket vendors that, that make their own sort of variations. Different price ranges, different materials, different quality, different finishes. I really enjoy the process of learning everything there is to know about a particular feature and a particular part. That's all part of the excitement for me. And then making the purchase and then installing it and then seeing the results. I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy driving the car, don't get me wrong. But to me, you know, the difference in going from zero to 60 in, you know, three and a half seconds instead of four seconds, which is all over in a half a second, versus spending days and weeks in my spare time as a hobby, researching something and then selecting it and then installing it and then enjoying it every time I get in the car. That's why I really like having essentially the cheapest 911 I can afford for the generation that I desire is because I like doing all of that aftermarket work. It really kind of inspires me, keeps me happy, keeps me off the drink. <laughs> Not that I've ever been a drinker. Um, my wife jokes that um, 
you know, my, my Porsche passion is better than hookers and blow. You know, people have their, their vice, right? People have the thing that helps them get through the day. You know, life is hard. <laughs> For me, it's cars. Cars have always been the thing that have helped me get through. My very first car when I was 17 back in Liverpool was a, uh, a 1990 blue Ford Fiesta Popular Plus. It wasn't the best, but it was my car and it was awesome. And if I'd had a bad day or there was aggro at home or, you know, whatever it was, I could get in that car and I could go for a drive and I could listen to music or put the windows down. I could pull up by the side of the beach um, or by the docks uh, and, and, just, and just sit there and think and just decompress and then get back in the car and drive somewhere else. And, and I still enjoy that release. And, and now it's the same kind of release if I, I'm in the garage. But whether it's tinkering on the car in the garage or it's going out driving, it's the way I kind of put my day together or I pull my day apart and think about it and analyze and, or switch off. You know, it's, that's my release. And, uh, and so this is why I've made the videos, why I'm now making the podcast as well why the Porsche 911, why the base Carrera, it, you know, it, it helps me. It, it's my passion. It's my release. It, it's what I enjoy doing. So thanks for listening. This is my very first podcast. I, my, my podcast is officially going to launch in 2020. I guess you could call this the soft launch. It's the first one. It's the test. I don't know if this is the mic I'm going to be using. I don't know if my kitchen is where I'm going to be making my podcast with my dog snoring in the background. I need to figure all of that out. But just like my YouTube channel, my podcasts are going to evolve as I go from uh, episode to episode. Next year is going to be an exciting year. I've got another road trip with my, uh, my friends here, the, 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 the Minnesota Porsche and Pancakes uh, crew. We're going to go to Devil's Tower, a bit further over in the Midwest, in the Black Hills, is it, or the Black Mountains, wherever Mount Rushmore is. We're going to go check out Mount Rushmore and the Devil's Tower. That's going to be a long weekend. Uh, that's in May. And then in June, we're going to be going back to the Tale of the Dragon. And we're going to be going to the uh, Ren Sport Dragon Rally, I think it's called. It's an event that we actually missed last year by a week when we went to Z-Days. Um, we didn't realize it was a Porsche event just one week later. So we're going to go back, especially for that Porsche event this year. And that's going to be the opportunity for making a rock star video. I'm really looking forward to that. I've got engine upgrades I'm going to be doing next year. I'm going to be tuning my car. I'm going to be adding the Soul Performance headers to go with my Soul Performance exhaust. I'm going to be wrapping my car with um, those guys in Lakeville, Minnesota that did Mario's car. If you check that video out on my, uh, on my YouTube channel. So I've got a lot of exciting things I'm doing with the car next year, both in terms of driving, road trips uh, with friends and, and also interior and exterior changes. Each one is going to have a video and, and a lot of them will have supporting podcasts where we go deeper into the, the DIY jobs or the, you know, the, 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 the decision making behind a certain option that I went with. I'm hopefully going to get um, people from Soul Performance live here on this podcast. I'm going to get fellow Porsche drivers live here. Um, I've been speaking with a friend of mine down under now in Bahrain um, about potentially doing some joint podcast. If you uh, know Michael Bath, hashtag Michael Bath style, now living in Bahrain, uh, we're going to try and collaborate as well. So I'm hoping that 2020 is going to you know, be a year of more collaborations. I've started doing collaborations this year and next year I, uh, I'm hoping for a lot more. 
So anyway, thanks for checking out my first podcast and uh, I'll catch you in the next episode soon. Thanks. Bye.